Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. CannabisRadio.com presents Grassroots Marketing on Location, featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those impacting and evolving the cannabis industry. Now, let's go on location to the 2016 Indo Expo in Portland, Oregon. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are live at the Indo Expo 2016 Portland, Oregon at the Expo Center. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com and the Russ Belville Show. And we have our first guest here live at the desk. We're going to talk a little bit about politics with Drew Leda. He's with the Gary Johnson for President campaign. Drew, welcome to the show. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me on. So uh, the Gary Johnson campaign, this is kind of, uh, politically speaking, a perfect storm for a third party for libertarians. We've got the Democrats nominating Hillary Clinton, the Republicans nominating Donald Trump, the two most disliked presidential nominees from the major parties ever. Gary Johnson and Governor Weld were just on the the, the CNN town hall. Tell us what's the latest in the uh, Gary Johnson campaign and how you feel about this opportunity. Well, the uh, Gary Johnson campaign has been picking up a lot of steam over the past couple days, which is actually very easy when you have two opponents whose plan is to threaten you with each other. (laughs) We've been getting a lot more media exposure on the national stage and events like this, really, that lay down why Gary's plan is a good one, because places like this outline Gary's plan. You exercise personal liberties, then you make your own job, and then you free a market. So the uh, roadblocks that are established right now, for people that don't know, uh, used to be we had the League of Women Voters that ran the debates. And it was kind of all the way up through 88, I think it was. It was through 88 during the uh, George H.W. Bush and uh, Michael Dukakis race. There we go. And then the Democrats and the Republicans kind of took it over. The League of Women Voters dropped it. They took over, formed a debate commission, and they set up these rules that make it really difficult for third parties to make it. The the rule right now is that they have to get 15% in five polls, but then they're not always in the polls. So it kind of makes it difficult. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that's a very interesting point of view because right now what we're facing is we have a suit before the uh, we have a suit going with the FCC regarding the Commission on Presidential Debates, which I'm not sure if this is common knowledge, but this is a nonprofit corporation. It's not a government agency. Right. That basically its mandate is you are run 50% by Democrats and 50% Republicans. <laughs> that doesn't really sound like a fair platform uh, by which you get your third-party candidate involved in the debates, especially when that lawsuit is being sat upon by a 
Bush-nominated Republican judge, under normal circumstances, many people would view that a conflict of interest and would request a judge that had anything to do with this situation to recuse themselves. But that is, alas, not where we're at right now, and we're trying to put political pressure in the appropriate positions without compromising our uh, candidate's integrity. The latest I've seen, I saw a Fox News poll that had Governor Johnson at 12%. I've seen other polls at the 10 and 9, 8 level. Have you had any bounce from this town hall that you've seen yet? Has there been any polling lately? There has been polling upticks. As you know, people are slow to change their minds. I think one of the best polls that we could take a look at are the people who are most concerned with this, and that's our military. They get a chance every four years to choose their boss. And Gary Johnson has been been polling higher than either. He's in the 30s. And why that isn't considered a national poll is beyond me. Hmm. Interesting. So let's say that everything goes well. We get five polls in a row at 15%. Governor Johnson makes the debates. From that point, what is the roadmap to electoral victory? Because there still needs to be a a collection of 270 electoral votes at the end of the day. And so that's, you know, a lot of different races in a lot of different states that Gary Johnson has to win. What's the roadmap? Well, the roadmap is this. Even the most politically uneducated America knows the difference between moving forward and not moving at all. And they're recognizing that either of the two choices in front of us are bad. Like I said, our best PR for this campaign is our opponents. They're being a little bit less than statesmanlike in their, in their approach. And essentially, once we get Gary on the debates, we have the unique opportunity where we can attack the liberals from the left, we can attack the conservatives from the right, and then pretty much make them both look obsolete down the middle. Hmm. Now, in the uh, CNN town hall that just took place this week, that this point about the 15% and getting in the debates was mentioned. And Governor Johnson said how, you know, this is 50 million viewers, this is the Super Bowl. If you're not in that game, you can't win. So if Gary Johnson doesn't make the debates, does he stay in the race? Because what would be the point if he, can't, if he, he himself says he can't win without being in them? I can't speak for Gary Johnson, but for every political alignment test I've taken, my position lands right on top of his name. So if his opinion is anything like, like mine, you don't respond to you know, adversity by throwing your hands up in, into the air. Remember, this is a guy who has climbed the highest mountain on all seven continents. He does triathlons, and we're talking about a 63-year-old man. You're not going to slow Gary down. He'll <laughs> just change tacks, and he'll approach it from the statesman-like middle. Our competition will continue to threaten us with each other, and things will take care of itself on the national level. People are really starting to understand that there is a safety valve for democracy in place, and we don't have to be scared of them anymore. Hmm. The knock that gets issued every four years when it comes to third-party voting is the idea that you're wasting a vote or that you're somehow allowing the candidate you least like to, to get elected. We could look back to the Clinton-Bush-Perot race in 92, where Perot sucked away enough of the vote from George H.W. Bush, the incumbent, that Bill Clinton won the presidency with just 43% of the vote. 57% of the people did not want that guy to be president. What do you think about that, about this third-party voting and the, and the possibility of being a spoiler? Well, a lot of people don't know this, but in the 1850s and 1860s, a gentleman by the name of Abraham Lincoln was running on a third-party candidacy. Remember, the Republican Party came about as a result of the abolition issue. So the idea that a third party can't win is ludicrous. We've had several major parties in this country that no longer exist, the Federalists, the Whigs the Know-Nothings, the the Bull Moose Party. 
in a lot of ways, political parties can represent a conflict of interest or a filter between the people and their government. And people are starting to understand this at a lot higher of a level. And it's making them take a little bit more accountable accountability for their own vote. I don't know if the Civil War era splits in the parties are really analogous, given that we had a civil war that divided this, and Abraham Lincoln was running the Republican Party, which is a reconstitution of the Whigs, against a Democratic Party that had split because of slavery into Southern and Northern Democrats. But you do make a good point. The Bull Moose Party, the progressive party of uh, Teddy Roosevelt, had, uh, what, 88 electoral votes, I think, they got in that election. So there is, there is some room for this, and I do want to see more voices. The last thing I want to bring up is, as you're trying to get this 15% for Governor Gary Johnson to get into the debates, I look at some of the four-way polling, and it shows if you added Jill Stein and Gary Johnson, it'd be over 15% in a series of polls at this point. Does it feel like Jill is kind of a fourth-party spoiler to this third-party opportunity? I wouldn't view that as, a, as an issue at all at this point. Not too many people know that the suit going with the Commission for Presidential Bates Jill Stein is a co-plaintiff hmm. with Gary Johnson. Okay. These people have years of experience working towards the same goals. I've heard rumors circulating that she would be his top pick for Surgeon General. So oh. who That's... else would you put? You know, there's rumors I've heard. I, I don't know if they're true or not. But yeah. it's an interesting proposition because it enables her to have a uh, ability to influence policy beyond that of her electoral potential. You know what I mean? Yeah. The green movement's becoming a little bit more to the forefront here when we start to realize um, things like the environment are not economic externalities. These are very important. And that's why um, Gary Johnson's uh, consumption tax is a uh, really good idea because you're not taxed on what you make. You're not taxed on you know how much money you have in savings. You save, you're, you're taxed on the burden you put on the planet. So a lot of people might consider that really, let's say, fair, but that is the fairest thing we could do for the planet. You're taxed on what you use. That, hmm. that, that sounds fairly, if, if they had taxes in Star Trek, they might be done like that. <laughs> Star Trek tax, I like that. All right, Drew, thank you for telling us about the Gary Johnson campaign, and let me give you this opportunity to tell people the websites or Facebooks or any of the contact stuff they need to learn more about this in depth. Absolutely. The main national website is johnsonweld.com. It's the perfect venue for you to uh, make contributions, volunteer to help with the campaign. Please help to volunteer with our campaign. Yes, yes. And a way for you to get in touch with local establishments like we have. Oregon for Gary Johnson has been very active. And Portland for Gary Johnson, which I'm affiliated with, has been trying to do our very small part in this very big election. All right. Well, Drew, thanks for stopping by the Gary Johnson campaign. Very interesting, folks. We're shaking things up with the third parties. Look up the Libertarian Party and the Johnson Weld campaign. At least get yourself informed about it. You deserve to you know, have all the voices heard, right? Thank you very much. That's all we need. All Log right. Logic will take care of the rest. We are going to return to the Indo Expo. Thanks for joining us here live on CannabisRadio.com. Thank you for listening to this edition of Grassroots Marketing on location, only on CannabisRadio.com. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.